Hey guys, this is Julie, Julie and the Red Jeep Girl, and I am doing this podcast laying in bed because it is a whirlwind of things, good and bad, and I didn't want any more time to get away from me because, whew, I am busy. (laughs) We are getting ready for a garage sale, and, um... Just a quick health update. Uh, If any of my listeners have experienced this, please, please don't hesitate to to reach out to me and tell me your experience. Um, I'm just going to get right into things. Uh, So my son and I caught RSV at the beginning. And I'm sorry for the fans. They're super loud. But as we get closer into fall and winter... There's going to be less background noise. That's, that's that's the deal breaker of living in a garage, though. That um, Lots of fans to circulate air. Anyway, so my son and I got RSV back in August. And we got through that pretty okay. And then we had to quarantine because we'd been in contact with people who had had COVID. And then the schools kept extending our quarantine out. Uh... And so, yeah, that was, that was really stressful. And, um, right at the beginning of September though, after RSV and at the beginning of our quarantine, I seriously, guys, I thought I was just extremely, extremely stressed out. That's what I was chalking this up to. Um... About a week after I got over RSV, I started having these very weird pains in my head. Weird, not word. <laughs> weird he- pains in my head. It happened every couple of days. And best way I can describe it, it's like someone is taking a ice pick and driving it through the top right part of my head. Uh, further back behind my eye. The right side of my body goes numb. I can't breathe. I can't move. The pain is 10 out of 10. If not more, it is worse than a kidney stone. It's worse than recovering from my hysterectomy and my C-section, breaking a bone. Like, it's kind of up there with breaking a bone, maybe. Like, most of the time when I've broken something, I haven't even realized I have broken anything beyond my nose because I've broken that about five times. And that's because I do flagging color guards still as a hobby. But when I was doing it in high school and college, accidents happened. Anyway, that's the only type of bone breaking pain I I can recall. And it's, it's beyond that. But these episodes last a max of two minutes. Maximum. And they're gone. And then I'm fine within about five minutes. And it is so baffling and it is kind of scary. And um, and so I reached out to my neurologist because I was just like, hey, um, I think I have a new type of migraine. And my neurologist is amazing. We've worked over the last year to get my seizures and migraines under control. And uh, a few months after that, I found out I have hypothyroidism. 
And so we still don't know if all of this is interconnected or not yet. We're just at the beginning of testing. But I told her, I said, should I be concerned about this? Should we wait to test? Do I need to come in and have an appointment? Like, I don't know what to do. Because the first, the, or not the first, but the, there was one episode in particular where my vision had got blurrier, not a lot blurrier, but more noticeable to where the prescription in the right side of my glasses is no longer sufficient. And I lost some hearing on my right side. And so she brought me in for an orbit MRI and the front lobes of my brain. And then I saw an ENT last week. Uh, because as of now, what they found on the MRI is uh, evidence of bilateral papilledema and some patchy white spots uh, on my ethmoid sinus. And so we got to make sure that's just inflammation from like a sinus infection for one. But the papilledema means something is causing, um, something is causing pressure and strain on my optic nerves. And there is signs of, uh, intracranial hypertension, meaning cerebral fluid is building up and putting pressure on my optic nerves. And so they have to run some more tests because papilledema can be caused by so many things. Uh, don't let it scare you too much. If you leave it alone and you don't get it treated, you can go blind. But I am nowhere near that. I'm barely at stage one. So I'm not too concerned right now. I just want the pain to go away because it's interrupting a many, many things. <laughs> but with the... That's what we know right now. I'm waiting to go see a neuro-ophthalmologist. I'm waiting to see if they're going to go through with a lumbar puncture. I've already started making diet changes. Uh, we're trying to do basically anything naturally right now to try and help get, uh, help relieve the pressure in my head. Uh, when I did my vision test a few weeks ago, they suggested I get a carotid ultrasound. Um, and if you research papilledema, it can be caused from heart issues. It can be caused from obesity. Um, or it can be caused from idiopathic intracranial hypertension, which means your brain decides it's going to act like it has a brain tumor. And then there's no brain tumor. It can be caused from a head injury. It can be caused from, um, which would make sense because I was in a four-wheeler accident a couple of years ago. Please wear your helmets. But basically, I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> but during my eye appointment, when they did my vision tests, I can't see peripherally out of the right side as well as my left my vision in my right eye has gotten worse. Like, basically, like, you know, like I said, I thought it was stress. And they're like, no, these are very real physical symptoms. Uh, glad, glad you called us. So trust your gut. You know, 
even if you think it's mental, you still need to get help for it because it is a symptom and it's a symptom of something that's going wrong in your body, whether it's mental or physical. Um, and I caught myself discrediting my symptoms because I thought it was stress. So don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't prolong going to the doctor, please. So I don't know what we're going to do. Um, if fluid does, like if they do the lumbar puncture and they decide that there's too much fluid on my brain, uh, these are the options. There's diuretics. Uh, I can just have a routine lumbar puncture every once in a while. Or they can install a brain shunt. And a brain shunt, I don't think we're anywhere near. Uh, I bring it up first because that's like kind of the end-all be-all. And I know we're not there. So as far as I know, we're not there. But I know that... I don't know if anyone else is like this. I have to know like the most extreme that something is going to be before I make a decision on a treatment. Um... And I'm going to, I promise I'm going to get to talking about my car here in a minute. But, um, when I was suffering with fertility issues and I decided, uh, to go from just trying the crunchy granola into doing, uh, prescription medication to actually looking into IVF. I walked into an appointment where I thought I was going to get a referral for IVF and I walked out with a scheduled <laughs> with a schedule for a surgery. And so I like now I I look at every single option available to me when I find out I have something going on. So what the doctors have told me so far is stay on top of my thyroid issue. Uh keep trying to lose weight. Uh continue doing a low sodium diet, maybe even go paleo. Um, and then, uh, and then they'll decide the neuro ophthalmologist will, and my neurologist will decide what tests are going to happen next. But, um, with papilledema, how it's gone for me so far is, um, the episodes were just every one every couple of days. And then and right now they're between two to up to a maximum of nine a day. And the day I went to my eye doctor, uh, Tuesday before last, he asked me if I'd started to throw up with the episodes and I was like, Yeah, this morning it was awful. Um, because I was tired, but I wasn't absolutely drained. And for some odd reason, throwing in the vomiting has just drained me. And it's very frustrating because I have to take my thyroid medication in the morning on an empty stomach. So you can imagine how unpleasant that is. So thankfully, this week, so far, I've kept my medications down. I haven't vomited with any of the episodes. The pain has not changed uh, the episodes are still not going past two minutes. I'm very appreciative of that because it, it's very tiresome. So, and I've been trying to look for one to two jobs. Um, got a garage sale going on. I'm working on my car. I'm working on this podcast. I'm working on three books. 
uh, making sure my son has everything he needs and getting to enjoy him being in a band program makes just fills my heart with so much boy. I'm so proud of my kid. You guys, he is doing so well and he loves music and he loves percussion. And as long as it makes him happy, I'm going to encourage him to do it. And I'm not a sports person. I like I say like I was kind semi-athletic in high school. I did color guard and I did dance. That's the type of athletics I was into. Um I haven't encouraged him to go out for sports, but if he ever wants to, I am never going to hold him back. The only sport he's ever been has been interested in has been basketball and archery. And so we we just do that here at home for the most part. Now so yeah, I have all this going on with my noggin and I'm very frustrated. I have been so angry the last two weeks since I posted, um, just trying to get everything. I think it was two weeks. I'm not, oh my God, I have brain fog. I think it was like the 20th or the 21st of September. It's been a hot minute. I'm sorry guys. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It's stressful. It was stressful. It's been frustrating. I just want my energy back. That is what I've been fighting for the last 10 months now is to get the seizures and migraines under control. And and then I started gaining weight and I found out I have hypothyroidism. And so I'm trying to get that under control and just keep doing what I love to do, which is basically anything that brings me joy. (laughs) No, um, this car this car, which is my angel baby, little bit of a nightmare, but I wouldn't have this podcast without her. So, um, let's get into talking about her. So my Mustang has been driving for a little while, uh, very decently. Thank God. Uh, the things we, we, we got some things added to the list. Gosh, dang it. But big surprise there, big surprise there. No, um, she old. She's a 2003. You know, she's a uh, she getting up there. So she's like, you know, 18 years old. And um I took her to Sonic the other day before my son's uh football game and in the Sonic parking lot it would not shift out of park. And tonight I'm going to tell you what to do to troubleshoot on your vehicle if this happens to you. So, it's not shifting out of park. My dad comes because I call him because I'm freaking out. And I don't know what to do because the shift knob came off in my hand. So we thought it was just loose set screws because I have a universal shift knob. And universal doesn't always mean perfect or anything. Like, it's quite the exact opposite. You want custom mods, but depending on our budget, we do what we got to do. And so, I thought it was just the set screws. I thought, good grief, they came loose. I'm I'm such a goober. I didn't double check them because I put the shift knob on myself last year. It ain't just that. Because it can never be just that. Because Mur- this car is Murphy's Law at this point. I am Sisyphus rolling 
rolling the boulder up the hill. And so I drive it back home and I get a hex key and I, I tighten the set, the, the set screws. And then I can't get it to shift again. And I was like, dad, come help. And he was just like, this is not your shift knob's fault. And I was just like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm telling you, it's not your shift knob's fault. I was like, okay. And so we turn the car on. We press on the brake. Won't shift out of gear. We check the brake spade on the brake pedal. It is not burnt out like it was the last time. We check the brake lights. The brake lights are in the brake lights are coming on. So brake lights coming on. The spade on the uh brake on the brake pedal is not burnt out. So that tells us it is most likely the actuator. Now, adding to the pile. So now we have a rear main engine seal. The inner seals on the brand new rack and pinion. And if you guys don't know what's going on with my car not being able to shift out of park. And you have an idea. If you guessed brake shift interlock actuator, you are 100% correct. That is exactly what it is. I'm about to get schooled so hard on this. And I, I don't know if it's an easy fix. I don't know if it's a difficult fix. I don't know the cost of labor, but once I get those numbers worked out with my dad and we work on it tomorrow, I will be back here at a later time to let you know how much that would cost if you took it to a mechanic shop. Roughly, roughly, because I don't want you guys to get scammed. So, yeah, this is, this whole car is a learning curve and I love it and I need it. Emotion, like, <laughs> it's my emotional support car at this point um but my son and I might be moving soon and I'm um like I said I'm applying to jobs and I'm gonna keep doing my work on here and talking about cars and everything but I wanted to touch base because I like I said I'm trying to be more consistent with this like I had been last year and it's constantly a surprise. You never know what's going to happen. But the things in between my recordings is what gives me something to talk about on here. And so while I am nervous and, and at first I was stressed out and angry about the uh, my, my uh, shift knob not wanting to move whatsoever. It not wanting to kick into gear at all. Um... I just have to remind myself, this is a learning opportunity. It is a learning opportunity. I can be mad. I can be angry. The work still got to get done. Still has to get done because this car is my daily driver. And if I don't fix it, especially with between looking between jobs right now, like it's got to get fixed or else I have to bum a ride from mom and dad. And I'm a grown adult and... I live in their garage, so at minimum, I need to know that I can rely on myself to fix my car and not need to ask them for any more help than I already have. <clears throat> so, yeah, learning. this is a learning opportunity, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to share with you guys everything that I learned. And the other thing, which I forgot to say this earlier, was when you step on the brake pedal, 
and on mine it's a side button put it's a side button shift knob when i try uh when you press on the brake with an actuator you're supposed to hear a click and that allows your car to shift into reverse neutral drive you don't hear a single click on my car it will not engage or disengage i'm i'm not sure which way it goes uh, I'll have more information on that with the next episode. But you don't hear that click. It will not... <clears throat> it will not shift whatsoever. And... Yeah. Like, I thought this was something that was entirely my fault. And it is not. It is just this car is old. God bless her. But she is so much fun to drive when she cooperates. So... Yeah, <laughs> um, but I do want to give this warning now is if I am not back on here for a month, two months, health wise, life wise, this is what's going on uh, or depending on what happens, I might be on here more often. Who knows? Maybe I will have a change of luck and I will get to do this and share more and get the energy back to be on here more. So. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens to my podcast. I know it's a hot mess. I went back and listened to my very first episode the other night and I was just like, oh my God, I started this with the microphone on the laptop and I haven't come too far, but I've got a better microphone. I've got a better audio interface. I am learning things. This is pushing me to expand my knowledge and my education of of sound equipment and technology and I was so nervous I'm always nervous I'm gonna screw something up but thankfully I haven't screwed things up to the point where I just want to quit I screw things up to the point where I can restart take a break take a breather and come back and revisit it and go yep I still want to do this I still enjoy doing this I am still committed to this and so Yeah. Now, I did record an episode on my laptop week before last. And I made not the mistake. I'm trying to be a little bit more meticulous with the edits on my podcast. But here's my pitfall. I make something. I cook something. I write something. I record something. I go back and I tear it to shreds. Because I am my own worst critic in all the wrong ways. I am not constructive to myself whatsoever. So most of the time, what you see is what you get when I post my podcast. I do next to no editing. Yeah, because I want you to be right there in the moment with me with all of my human errors and every single thing. And like the most I clean up is like noise reduction and... And cutting out unnecessary jargon or things that we, as, you know, people who are just into basic car maintenance, like, things that we don't quite understand yet or does not apply. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next episode, getting weather ready. Already talking to my dad about a couple of things that, we, that we've been picking up on and noticing that I wish I would have said last year. And so we're going to have a full episode of getting winter ready 
And something I do want to remind you guys about, if you have a sunroof, on your sunroofs, you have drains. And I don't know if you knew this, but if you have drains on the sunroof in your vehicle, they need to be cleaned out. Your seams and your seals around your sunroof need to be cleaned. And you want to do that with a little bit of soapy water and maybe some rubbing alcohol. And then you want to take an air hose with a very thin straw-like attachment, uh, stick it into the drain line. They're usually in the corners of your sunroof and you just shoot air through them and then pour water through them to make sure they're all clear. And this will prevent the classic sign of water leaking into the cabin of your vehicle from your sunroof. Now, like I say in the past, if you do not feel comfortable doing that yourself, go around and ask, um, auto shops what their prices are but do not pay $200 for this service it is not a $200 service absolutely not anyone who says it's $200 is lying because $200 better come with a brand new freaking seal for your sunroof uh, and, and that's me just being grouchy because I did my research over it and I was just like uh, nay nay you can do this at home for the most part you can get this figured out at home. I believe in you. But like I said, if you don't trust yourself, go to three or four mechanics, get quotes, find out about the quality of their work, find out what customers are saying before you choose one to go with. Um, some people don't care about who they take their vehicle to, but I was raised in a shop and I need to know that they know exactly what they're doing and they're not just slapping a band-aid on a bullet hole to get your money and get you out the door that really irritates me to no end and so i still don't know all the jargon i still don't know everything but as i learn i share it with you guys i want to be completely transparent when it comes to the prices of auto parts and doing things yourself because sometimes it is cheaper and it is easier and it's less stress for you to take it to a professional. But they need to be a genuine professional and not someone being a scammer. So I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> and um, something I'm going to be looking into is uh, starting a series on understanding newer model electric cars. Um dad my dad was on here a few months ago and he he didn't have much of anything nice to say about electric cars but they are on the road they are on the road and we need to have the basic understandings of their maintenance as well so part of this time if i'm not on here every week part of my time is educating myself on electric vehicles i'll be talking to dealerships and manufacturers and then um and working on my books. Uh, I can't wait for this next episode. Once we get these things. More things figured out on my car. And then my dad was just like. He heard my car turning into the driveway. Before I got stuck. And he was just like. Huh. And I was like what's wrong. He was just like. I'm thinking we're going to have to look at your upper strut mounts and shocks. And I was just like. You are absolutely correct sir. <laughs> so just it's already on the list it's already on the list it's just gonna happen sooner rather than later and that's okay
But anyway, I love you guys. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Take care of yourselves. Please continue to wear a mask. Keep up with that hand sanitizer. Um, wash your hands. Wash your face. Um, take your vitamins. And please, the couple of things that we're, we kind of tend to forget to sanitize is our phone cords, our, our uh, wall blocks for our phone cords, our glasses, our keys. Um, oh, there was something really random the other day. I was just like, I did not think about cleaning that that often. Well, if I remember, I'll put it on the next episode. Um, <laughs> scissors? It might have been scissors. I don't entirely remember. But anyway, you get my point. Just the things you don't realize that you're handling on a regular basis, sanitize them. Wear your mask. If you've gotten a vaccine, thank you. If you can't get the vaccine because of medical reasons, um, know that I'm one of the people that appreciates because I'm immune compromised myself. Even when people are vaccinated and still wearing their mask around me, I appreciate it immensely. Um, and for those who are choosing to not get the vaccine for whatever reason, but staying home and isolating as much as is plausible, um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for understanding that this is a very real pandemic and it is a very real emergency, uh, that we have been living through for almost two years now. And, um, I appreciate you for keeping yourself and others safe, for respecting that the the fact that this is impacting everyone and we are all doing our best in our own way as much as possible to get through it. Um, what else? My son and I have a, a pre-order spot on our website, julianiman.com that you can order things early and I suggest you order them between October and November so they get here for for Christmas. My son has selected fidget advent calendars to sell on our website this year and you can find that at julianiman.myshopify.com or if you go to just julianiman.com and go to our store, you'll find it and go to hol holiday pre-orders and you'll find fidget calendars. <laughs> Um, next episode, we're also going to be talking about the history of something. I got to check the recording on my laptop because I recorded it and then I had to stop recording because I had a family emergency. So whatever that history of subject was, I will include it on the next episode. Uh, and I will continue to do this as I am healthy and well enough to do it. Um, thank you guys for listening. I love you. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Enjoy October. It is Halloween time. It is one of my favorite holidays ever. Um, I could celebrate it all year long if I, if I had the means to do so. Anyway, check your oil. Change your oil. Rotate your tires when you change your oil. 
This is Julie, Julie and the Red Cheap Girl, and I will see you on a probably much better edited webisode. Web. Wow. Episode. <laughs> I was still thinking of wash your hands in episode. Webisode. Anyway, I'm not Cardi B. I am the Jeep Girl. Anyway, <laughs> love y'all. Stay hydrated. Stay safe.